On today's episode of the True Condos Podcast, we look at the why behind pre-construction condo investing. Why bother investing in a pre-construction condo? Aren't houses a better investment? Can't I just buy a REIT and make money that way? Isn't it better to get something resale and get income right away rather than waiting for something pre-construction? We take a look at all these questions and more on today's episode. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Okay, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for listening and thank you for your support of this podcast. Once again, Andrew LaFleur, I'm your host and I'm here today to talk to you about the why behind pre-construction condo investing. Now, if you've been following me for a long time, if you've been reading my articles, listening to podcasts, watching videos, you probably have heard a lot of this stuff before, but I think it's very important to get back to the fundamentals and understand the why behind pre-construction condo investing. Whether you're a seasoned investor and you've got many condos in your portfolio or you are just thinking about buying a condo and you're wondering if this is the right fit for you, it's still always good to get back to the fundamentals and understand what it is we're doing and why we are doing it as condo investors. So today I want us to talk specifically about why pre-construction condos. So obviously the question behind that is, is you have a lot of different options for investments and even within real estate itself, you have a lot of different options for investments. So what is it about pre-construction condos and why are these, uh, and what, what is, uh, is it, it makes it a good fit for me personally and for many, many, many of my clients. Well, let's take a look at that. There's First of all, there's two different types of investing that you can do in real estate. You can be a direct investor, or you can be an indirect investor. A direct investor, by that I mean you're purchasing a property and you're owning it yourself, and you are um, directly purchasing real estate. Uh, the indirect you can also be an investor in real estate without actually owning any physical property, without taking title to any property. And you can be an indirect vest investor. There's different, many different ways to do that. You can get involved with syndicates, um, mortgage syndicates on properties and, and various types of syndication, joining together with other investors. You can do JVs, joint ventures, where you, another investor is the direct investor and you are sort of a silent partner or just financially participating uh, to make the transaction happen, but not actually directly involved. You can do loans and mortgages, and and you can purchase uh, REITs, real estate investment trusts, which are a form of of stock or an equity in in a real estate investment company, essentially. Those are many different options for being an indirect investor. Now, basic premise here is that it is uh, better, it is preferable to be a direct investor, to control your own destiny. Um, it's certainly a lot more fun to be a direct investor and to have a say over what you are purchasing and what types of property you're, you're getting involved with and being a hands-on investor. Now, assuming that that assumption is true for you and you want to be a direct investor and you're not looking to be an indirect investor, then let's see uh, what your options could be from here. So if you as a direct investor, you can invest in residential real estate, you can invest in commercial real estate, you can buy industrial lands, you can buy uh, just you know unserviced empty land itself, buying and, and selling of land itself. Um, you can be talking about farms and agricultural 
there's so many different plays that you can go with it. Obviously, within residential, there's there's condos and freehold and townhomes and high rise and low rise and um, many different options in within residential itself. So we're not going to address everything obviously here today, and look, we're not going to contrast condos with every single type of investment. But most commonly, when people come to me, they're looking at well, let's talk about condos versus houses. So investing in a condo versus investing in a house. What I always tell everyone is there are pros and cons to both. I'm not here to tell you that buying a house is a bad investment or buying any other type of real estate is a bad investment or a bad idea. It's certainly not. It might be a better fit for you. In fact, um, you know, if that's what you decide after listening to this podcast and watching many of my videos and articles and and everything, if, if you are, are more of a house investor, then obviously this, I'm not going to be of much service to you. And uh, I can certainly refer you to other professionals um, in the industry who can help you if you're interested in purchasing, purchasing houses as investments. Um, but primarily that is not, uh, that is not the focus of, of my expertise and is not the focus of my own personal investment strategy. So let's talk about condos versus houses though pros and cons of these different types of investments. Obviously with condos um, versus houses, and condos you're generally going to get lower returns. If you're looking, if your sole goal in, in investing in real estate is to get the highest possible return across any property type, then certainly right now in Toronto especially, your best bet in my opinion uh, for that purpose is probably to start buying up um townhomes or semi-detached houses in the core areas of Toronto close to transit and start splitting up those houses into as many units as you possibly can, maximizing the cash flow, maximizing the ROI, um, and maximizing the rent per uh, square foot in those properties. That is a, is a great and proven way to, to make a very good return in, in Toronto. But, of course, with that, as you can probably guess, is a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of uh, headaches and a lot of uh, areas where you can really go wrong and really screw up and, and really waste a lot of time and money in doing that. But if you follow the professionals who do this and, and if you understand the game and if you've got a lot of experience in that field, especially in the field of construction and construction management, then it can be extremely, uh, you can do extremely well with that sort of a thing. Um, if you're looking, on the other hand, if you're looking for a way to generate uh, a very uh, a very good return on your investment with very minimal effort, then that's where condos come in. So condos versus houses, um, condos are obviously, you know, you're getting a lower return probably in the long run than buying a house, but you're putting in much, much less work, effort, time, and money to get that. Obviously, houses in Toronto are much more expensive than condos. Um, soon, you know, we're having this conversation today. I'm recording this in 2016, but there will come a time, uh, maybe you're listening to this podcast many years in the future beyond 2016, and you're saying, wow, I can't even believe people were thinking about buying houses as investments in Toronto. It's absolutely insane. Who would buy a $2 million property to rent it out for, you know, three or $4,000 a month? Um, because that is the reality in Toronto, that house prices are escalating so rapidly, and they have over the past few years, that it is extremely difficult to make the numbers work 
for an investment for a rental property in Toronto with uh, with the way that prices are going. And soon, you know, uh, for the average or even above average uh, investor, buying a house is just simply not going to be an option. The, the future of housing, the future of certainly affordable housing in Toronto, in the GTA, is in condominiums, is in high-rise condominiums. That is where um, the value is, is and where the opportunity is for uh, most investors just purely out of financial necessity because very few people have a million dollars or a million five to purchase uh, a home in the city of Toronto, but a great number of people can look at purchasing a three hundred or $400,000 apartment or several of them over time as rental assets. So again, condos, you're dealing with uh, lower risk compared to um, houses. Buildings are professionally managed and maintained to a high standard. With houses, you've just got all sorts of other variables that you do not have to even think about when you're dealing with a condo. A condo is just four walls. You're not worried about the building and structure itself. It's all managed and, and for you professionally. With the house, of course, you are worried about those four walls, the roof, um, the windows. Everything is your constant uh, concern as the property owner. Floods, leaks, pests, rodents, parking, um, lawns, snow removal, repairs, maintenance, insurance rates obviously are much, much higher on uh, houses than on condos. Um, you've got neighbor issues potentially. You've got noise issues with so many houses in Toronto being semi-detached or row, row housing. Very few detached houses in the city of Toronto these days. A lot more potential headaches with houses versus condos. Condos is really a situation where, like I always say, you can own, as an individual investor, you can own easily eight to ten condos and self-manage all of those properties, uh, assuming you, you know, work sort of a 40 to 50 hour work week with your day job and you're not, you know, if you have reasonable schedule that you're keeping outside of uh, your investments, you can easily self-manage eight to ten condos with very minimal effort uh, and time required from year to year. Now, on the other hand, try managing eight to ten freehold properties um, yourself. It's just not going to happen, especially in, in Toronto, where the average age of those properties is probably around, you know, 60 to 80 years old um, in the city of Toronto. So, condos, much less maintenance, much less headaches. Yes, you're getting a lower return, but you can still get a very good return if you know what you're doing, if you pick your spots, and if you certainly um, have uh, you know an expert on your side to guide you along the way, somebody who's uh, got a proven track record of, of making money investing in condos. I think when it comes down to sort of summarizing the condos versus houses debate when it comes to real estate investing for me is, is a saying that I got from Don Campbell, who's been interviewed on this podcast a couple of times, but he likes to say, do you want real estate to fund your life or do you want real estate to be your life? And for me and for my clients, it's the former. You want, I want real estate to fund my life that I, that I already have. I don't want real estate to be my full-time job, my full-time life. If you're buying, uh, in particular, freehold homes in the city of Toronto, especially with the age of many of these houses, real estate will quickly become your life and managing all these properties quickly will become your life as opposed to, like I said, with condos, you can own 
easily eight to 10 condos and it takes up, you know, just a, a couple of hours per month on average um, per condo. It's a, it's a very uh, passive way of investing and still getting a very good return on your investment. So that is why we are talking about investing in condos and that is why I like to invest in condos in general. But specifically, uh, the second half of this conversation here on today's podcast is about pre-construction condos. So why specifically should we be investing in pre-construction condos versus just buying resale condos? And this is a very, very common question that I get all the time from um, seasoned and, and new investors is, is this approach of, is it better to buy resale or is it better to buy pre-construction? And my answer to that question is it's always better to buy pre-construction. Well, not always, I should say always. There's never absolutes in these sort of things, but 98%, 99% of the time, it is better to buy pre-construction uh, than it is to buy resale. And I want to look at that and answer that question and tell you why that is right now. So obviously when you're looking at resale, uh, the advantage is you can collect rent right away. Um, you're looking at pre-construction, you've got to wait a few years to before you can start getting that income on your rent. Uh, with resale, you have to have 20% down today. I mean, if you're buying something existing today, you've got to shell out the full 20% right now, plus all the closing costs today. With pre-construction, obviously, you, you're paying these the 20% or sometimes less than 20% um, deposits slowly over time. Usually it's over one or two years. So from a cash flow perspective, certainly a lot easier to manage acquiring several properties in the pre-construction world over time with the payments being spread out versus um, trying to acquire the same number of properties in the um, in the uh, resale market, having to shell out the full 20% plus closing costs immediately um, upon purchase. But the... Uh, so this is some basic pros and cons versus re resale and pre-con, but the number one sort of concept here to understand of why you always want to buy pre-construction and versus resale is that you need to understand that con com condos are commodities. Okay, so unlike houses, condos are commodities. A house is less of a commodity because it, it can be completely renovated inside and out. Um, and it can even be torn down and it can be rebuilt completely as a brand new structure. Um, with a condo, you are subject to the, um, you know, the laws of physics and, and the laws of, uh, of uh, building construction where uh, you're stuck with the building you're in. You're basically, you are one small piece of a bigger structure. And so you can only really affect the inside of your unit. You can make your unit brand new and everything inside, but if you're in a 20, 30-year-old building, you're going to be seen as being in an old building. And that will be less desirable to buyers and renters because it is always an older building. So because the condos are commodities, the newest condos are the best condos to own. If you have the when you own the newest condo on the block, you have the condo that is the most desirable from a resale and a rental perspective. You're going to have the highest demand. It's going to command the highest prices and the highest rents. It's also going to have the lowest maintenance fees. So obviously over time, maintenance fees do always tend to go up in condominiums 
So if you have a brand new condo, that's when you are going to be experiencing the lowest um, lowest expenses from that perspective and the highest rents and prices you can command. And also the building is, everything is brand new. So all the amenities, all the common areas, everything in the building that you um, can uh, leverage as an owner of a piece of the building, you get you get access to and, and the benefit of all the common elements of the building, everything is brand new, then you are obviously taking advantage of that as well. So that is the first thing is to understand that condos are commodities. So when you're buying pre-construction, when that condo is finished, it will always, it will by definition be the newest condo on the block because uh, you bought it before it was even in in existence. And so it's, when it's finished, it's automatically the newest building um, compared to everything else, at least for, for that period of time. Uh, the second part of why uh, pre-construction is the way you always want to go is what I call the secret sauce of pre-construction investing. So the secret sauce of pre-construction investing. This concept is a little bit easier to understand in visual form. So if you go on my website and you search for the secret sauce of condo investing, then you will see the little video that explains this concept in visual form. But I will explain it to you now um, on this podcast. And basically the idea here is that when you're buying pre-construction, you have an opportunity to buy at a discount and to sell at a premium. For those of you in the financial world, you, you sort of understand this concept as arbitrage. Arbitrage is when you're taking advantage of differences between markets. So when you have an opportunity to buy at a discount and to sell at a premium, when you understand that basic idea, you can see how you can make a significant profit when you're able to purchase something for less than it's worth and to sell something, in a sense, for more than it's worth. And that is exactly what opportunity is possible when you buy pre-construction. And the way you do that is when you you can find uh, these opportunities in the market, and they're, they're not everywhere. In fact, I always say that 95% of pre-construction condos are actually not worth investing in. My job um, as your condominium expert is, is to help you find those 5% of condos in the market that are worth investing in that are actually priced at a discount compared to existing resale properties. So if you can buy something that is not yet built, that's not going to be built for three, four years, at a cheaper price than existing resale today, that might be three, four, five, ten years old. By the time that building is, uh, by the time that building is completed in three, four years from now, those existing resale buildings, instead of being, let's say, on average five years old today, they will be on average eight or nine years old uh, when your pre-construction building is complete and brand new. So you're going to be able to sell your unit at a premium to what those units are going to be selling for at the time in the future. So if you can buy today at cheaper than resale, then when the building is finished, you're going to be selling it at a premium price to whatever those units are selling for in the future, which is some higher number than they are today. That is arbitrage. That is the secret sauce of condominium investing that you can take advantage of when you buy pre-construction. Now, again, like I said, it's not as easy as just walking into any condo uh, sales center and just buying a condo and suddenly you've 
you've found the secret sauce. No, you have to be extremely selective when you are purchasing pre-construction and find the, finding the projects that are uh, equivalent to, or like I said, in some cases, even cheaper than existing resale. And when you do so, that is a surefire way, surefire recipe for making significant profits um, in your condominium investments. Now, I want to sort of do the final part of this podcast will be uh, to answer this question of why buy pre-construction condos. The final part is addressing the uh, most common, the four most common objections that I get to buying pre-construction. So let's look at these four objections and, and I will address them each one at a time. The first objection is that I don't want to buy pre-construction because I want to get rental income right away. Okay, so I want to buy something resale, not pre-construction. I want to get that rental income coming in right away. Well, it's certainly a valid point. Um, there are certain advantages to having income right away as opposed to having to wait for income coming in in a few years. But here is the thing. It's extremely hard to find positive cash flow properties in the resale market today. The issue here is that um, if it was easy, then everyone would be doing it. I mean, people would just be simply buying up resale condos left and right and renting them out and making fantastic cash flow and Bob's your uncle, piece of cake, right? Well, that's just take a look around. And I have this conversation time and time again with investors. They come to me and, and they say, I want to buy something resale because I want income right away. And I say, great, well, let me know when you find something because uh, it's, it's extremely difficult to find properties that will yield a positive cash flow with uh, 20% down in the resale market. The issue is that you are paying a massive premium when you're buying resale. Remember, the person you're buying it from paid much, much less in pre-construction than the price that you're paying them today. So you are paying a massive premium over what price you could have bought that unit for. That's the first basic concept here. Um, the second thing is that there's a lot of inflationary pressures, and, and when you're, you you got to understand that real estate investing is a fantastic inflationary hedge, hedge against inflation. Um, getting a bit heady here might lose some people, but if you're still with me, stick around. I'll, we'll continue after this with other things. But um, buying a cash-flowing asset like pre-construction condo is an inflation hedge. Prices are going up in the market constantly. We see that. We see every year prices keep going up. There is inflationary pressure, pressures in the prices, but not just the prices of real estate, also the rental rates, the income that those assets will generate is also facing inflationary pressures. So when you're buying something pre-construction at a certain price, the value of that asset goes up over time before the thing is built, but also the amount of income, the amount of rent that that property can generate also goes up over time. So when you buy something, uh, when, you're, when you bought that condo in 2010 or 2011, you're renting it out today, a few years later, the, uh, the rent that you can get today on that condo is much higher than the rent you could have got four or five years ago. So, but you, the price that you paid for that unit four or five years ago is much, much cheaper than the price that you would pay for that today. So when you're buying something pre-construction, by the time that it is finished, your 
um, you're in a very good cash flowing position in most cases because the the rents have increased significantly over time, but also you're in a very good equity position because the value of that asset, the price of that asset has also gone up tremendously over time as well. And final point on this uh, wanting rent right away. Yes, again, good, good, nothing wrong with having rent right away. But again, with that rental income comes management as well, comes taxes to pay uh, and comes time and effort to spend on getting that rental income as well. When you're buying pre-construction, obvious point perhaps, but you don't have to do anything. You are, you're not getting income, but you're not putting out any effort whatsoever. Your money is in the market. The infl- uh, you're taking advantage of that inflation hedge. Equity is growing, but you're not doing anything. You're not having to even think about it ever um, for a number of years. So that is the first common objection to buying pre-construction. The second common objection is I don't want to pay those huge closing costs, so I don't want to buy pre-construction because there's all these closing costs that you don't have in the resale market. Well, let's talk about that. On the one hand, yes, it is true. There are closing costs that you pay when you buy pre-construction that you don't pay when you buy resale. Most notably, you're paying the development charges, usually several thousand dollars on a new condo. Um, But here's the thing. When you're buying resale, and this is something that people just don't get, but it's an economic reality, is that when you're buying resale, you are paying those closing costs too. They say, hold on a second, Andrew, you just said that there's closing costs that are not involved when you're buying resale, but they are when you're buying pre-con. So how can you say that I'm paying these? Uh, which is it? Well, what I mean by that is that you, you want to say you are paying those closing costs is that they are already baked into the price of the unit that you are paying. Someone before you has paid all of those costs and that someone has accounted for that in the price that they are charging you for the unit. See, uh, unless someone is selling out of dire circumstances or some, uh, forces beyond their control, people do not sell at a loss, right? It's just basic human behavior and basic economics. People will not sell at a loss unless forced to. Okay, so 95% of the time when someone is selling a condo in the resale market, they are accounting for all of their costs that have gone into it, and they are allowing for a profit uh, to cover all of those costs, and then some. And so those costs have already been borne by someone and those costs are already baked into the price that you are paying. Now, the other part of this is that closing costs are constantly going up. This is another inflationary pressure, another reason why um, buying real estate in general is a good thing is there are lots of inflationary pressures uh, that will continually increase the prices of real estate in general And one of those things are closing costs. And those closing costs, again, are essentially taxes put on by various layers of government on all real estate transactions and and particularly on new real estate properties that are um, being built. So this is is an inflationary pressure that you might say, well, I'm I'm not paying these closing costs today because I'm buying resale. Well, you you don't pay them today, you pay them... you're going to have to pay them at some point. They, the, the prices of real estate are constantly going up, and one of the reasons for that 
And one of the reasons why you're paying more for that resale condo today than you could have paid yesterday is because the government just announced that, like they do every year, the development charges are going up. The uh, education levies are going up. The Section 37 charge, you know, the, the list is endless. The charges on real estate are constantly going up. That is constantly putting upward pressure on prices. And you, if you're buying resale, you're constantly going to be paying more, partly because of that reason, because these price, these these taxes are being borne by someone, and those those uh, those taxes are being passed along to you in the resale market as well. So, just something to to think about from that from that aspect is um, is uh, yes, you don't. It may not look like you have to pay those costs out of pocket, but those costs are already built into the price that you're paying in the resale market and the price that you're paying in the resale market is going to continue to go up because those prices are continuing to go up in the pre-construction market. Okay, the third objection, uh, most common objection to buying why you don't want to buy pre-construction uh, and you want to buy resale or instead is that is this idea that I want to be able to see what I'm getting or the, the doubting Thomas kind of approach, as I call it, where I need to see it, touch it, feel it, and then I will feel comfortable investing. Um, so I need to walk into the, the physical building and, and see the counters and the windows and see the quality of everything, and, and then I'll buy. Well, my first response to that is, is why? Um, because, again, this, is, this goes back to what I always say, is you, you need to have an investor's mentality first and foremost when, in, when you're buying real estate for investment. You need to get out of the mentality of, of being an owner, an owner-occupied occupier. Uh, you're not buying it for yourself. You're never going to live there, okay? So this is purely a financial transaction. This is purely a logical decision. It really doesn't matter what color the countertops are or, um, you know, what direction the, the, the door faces or the exposure of this or that or whether you're beside the stairwell or you know or not um, those these kind of things and, and needing to see and touch and feel it it really shouldn't matter because you are never going to live there um, and the second part of this is is just the idea of risk and reward part this is part of the game of buying pre-construction and this is where I say you know pre-construction investing may not be for everyone uh, it, uh, it may not be for you. If you are the type of person that always needs to see and feel and touch it, then obviously you should probably not look at pre-construction because there's always that element of risk. And that is the reason why the rewards are potentially so great with buying pre-construction is because you are buying a floor plan and you don't know exactly how it's going to turn out. And there is some faith involved in the developer and uh, in the process that it will turn into something great down the road rather than just uh, a piece of paper or floor plan in your hands. Uh, that is part of it. So the, and the fourth uh, common objection is, is this idea that isn't resale cheaper than buying pre-construction? Well, and this is where I say most of the time, yes, it is. Most of the time, resale is cheaper because the average resale property, of course, is old. Um, the Every single pre-construction property, again, by definition, is going to be brand new when it is completed. So when you're talking about a commodity like condos, something that's brand new is always worth more than something that is old. So it sort of goes to the old adage of you get what you pay for. 
if you are buying commodities and you're buying an old commodity, then yes, you are going to pay less for it, but it's also going to cost you more to maintain maintenance fees, and it's going to generate a lower return income, uh, rental income on it, and resaleability on that property, and appreciation rate on that property as well. And again, the, this goes back to the, the secret sauce of condo investing point as well. The goal of every condo investor is, is, should be to find those diamonds in the rough, to find the 5%, as I say, and avoid the 95% of pre-construction condos and find those 5% that are actually cheaper than resale condos. If you can do that, then um, you are just golden, you are set, you are locked in, and you're definitely going to do very, very well with your investment. That's what I always try to do with all my condominium investments, and that's what I help all my clients do as well. So there you go. That was the uh, answer to the question. It's a very long-winded, winding, twisty, turny answer, but I hope you got some value out of this conversation today of answering this question of why buy pre-construction condos, and is this a right type of investment for you? I hope it is. Uh, probably by now, if you've been listening to this episode and, and, and reading all my articles and getting my emails and, and watching my videos, then probably by now it is for you. And I look forward to speaking to you and helping you achieve your investment goals through pre-construction condo investing. And until next time, I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.